ladies and gentlemen, I got my laptop fixed, so we're back in business. Woo! Got a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Number one, StubHub commercials on YouTube are the most annoying commercials. I'm with you. Where I thought it was over that phase in life where you see something that pisses you off and, and you, you're calm about it, kind of. No, I thought I was over the phase in life where you watch something that annoys you and it, it kind of ruins your, your mood. Mm-hmm. But these StubHub commercials, they're only like 10, second, 10 seconds long, but there's an awkward delay in them hmm. that I can't explain why. It just really throws me off my mood. I get annoyed. Sometimes I just close the YouTube ad without even waiting until the app finish, without even waiting until the ad finishes. Um, so that's, that's what I want to share since the last time we spoke. You, you got anything? Have you noticed that on YouTube, there, it's becoming less for me, at least I'm noticing that I'm, I'm, a, I'm not able to skip ads the way I used to be able to. No. And they're, they're doubling down on app ads as well. Like you, you might sit in, so you might sit through an, a, a skip ad ad. You might like skip it. But they'll they'll throw in an ad right afterwards, and then they always give me that survey shit, which I've never participated in. Neither have I. But sometimes I wonder if I participate in it, is it going to go away? Does that mean that it'll stop? If I participate in it, I'm just welcoming more fucking bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. But. I I, I refuse to participate in it. Also, I think your mic is cutting off just a little bit. Mm. You want to just uh, double check that uh, that source huh. there? Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, Manny, I got I got a question for you. Hit me. I was talking to a guy. You, you may know him, my brother. You may, you may know who he is. Yes, I, uh, Luigi, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made, made the logo for our, our show in, in a season one. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, if this Red Sox investigation comes out and all they found was that we used the replay room to capture the signs mm-hmm. right then nobody could convince me that that's a tainted world series on any level like it is to the astros and that if that is what people are going to go with because you go on twitter you see all these people saying like both the 2017 and 2018 uh title should be vacated because uh, they cheated. Both teams cheated. Where we don't even know what the Red Sox investigation is going to come out with, but both teams cheated. I'm saying that if all that comes out is that the Red Sox used the replay room to get the signs, then not only is that fair game, but I would go as far as to say that pitchers using pine tar is a worse violation than that. Hmm. What do you think? I think that, in all honesty, I think that at this point, if if it turns out that the Red Sox didn't do something completely egregious, then I don't know why the fuck this investigation is taking so long for Rob Manfred. He just keeps delaying it and delaying it and delaying it and delaying it. Now they're saying possibly next week, maybe mid-March. We may not find out until the beginning of the MLB season. So that kind of makes me feel like there's something more that was happening. But if you hear what Ian, uh, Ian Kinsler came out and said, it sounds like what they were doing was kind of what Mark Teixeira explained the Yankees did for a time, or or what uh, or what Joe Girardi said in that video that came out of the MLB Network that they were relaying the signs, relaying it to the guy at second base, and then that guy at second base was relaying it to to the to the hitter. Um, if that's the case, if that's what they were doing, then that's not that big of a deal. I don't think that they deserve 
well, any punishment, to be honest. So basically, it's what the Astros were doing minus the trash can banging. Well, what the Astros were doing were, were relaying it in real time, and they were... Uh, I don't know if you listened to the R2C2 podcast, but Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer revealed that the Astros would have cameras pointed into the opposing team's dugouts and shit. Yeah. Um, and you had that guy who was removed from the stadium in 2018 against the Boston Red Sox, or maybe it was 2017. 2018. Uh, McLaughlin, who was recording the the Red Sox during batting practice and had a camera pointed into, like a guy in, in Astros credentials literally just standing there recording inside the Red Sox dugout. They were just blatant. They were blatant in their, che- in their cheating. And the way Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer sounded in that interview, it sounded like they like this like like what the Astros were was were doing was comp- was definitely by far and beyond more egregious than anything they've ever seen or experienced. So t- what that tells me is that maybe what the Red Sox were doing wasn't so bad, but given that the investigation is taking so long, maybe they were just really good at relaying the signs. You know, but I see, don't know. Using using technology to relay the signs cuz if they got someone in the you said the press box. Someone relaying the sign to the guy on second. No, so the Astros would have someone in press credentials recording the opposing team's dugout. So no, no, that's that that I understand. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm talking about whatever comes out of this Red Sox investigation. Where Mark Teixeira said that the Yankees were doing. What exactly were they doing? I'm I'm assuming that. See what I'm what I was trying to get at before, and what I'm trying to get at with everyone. Assuming that this 2018 championship, I'm trying to be an unbiased fan here. But, but are are people assuming that that championship is tainted? I mean, I I say well, it people, to you, I say it to you guys, but I'm trolling. I don't. At yeah, well, this point, right now, based on what I know, I don't think that that championship is tainted. Um, well, that's what that's what I'm saying. People are going out. People are going out and saying that why you know some people use the argument why vacate the 2017. Uh, championship if you're just going to have to vacate the 2018 championship and other people are saying that you know mostly yankees twitter is saying that you know uh it'll be like you know good day 2017 cheated 2018 cheated and blah 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 2019 astros cheated so i think they're lumping in the red sox 2018 season with what the astros are doing and i'm not saying that the red sox are innocent because i want the investigation to come out first but what i'm saying is is that if the investigation comes out and all we find out is that they were getting signs using the replay room which is i guess it's against the rules because we're using the replay room for a different purpose than just like you know watching swings or for replay for purposes like to challenge calls or whatever then i honestly think that's fair game because the minute that the the minute that MLB put a replay room in the clubhouse mm-hmm. is when he basically allowed every team to to see what the catcher was putting down as a sign. Right. And in and, that at bat. And based on the same interview that the CC podcast again, I keep mentioning is Sonny Gray said that that players could have if they wanted to go into the clubhouse and watch the game in real time, but that they felt like or at least he was speaking of himself, but he was kind of making general generalizations was that players didn't do that because they kind of felt like, oh, we shouldn't be doing it. Like, like we could get in trouble if we do some shit like this. So it seems like like baseball was giving teams all the it's – like, it's like putting candy in front of a kid, right? Like the, eventually they're going to try to get it in some way, shape, or form. 
Uh, I feel like they were putting yeah. the shit out there, making it too easy for teams to cheat. And it kind of it was almost like left to the team themselves to determine whether or not they should do that. And it just seems like the Astros felt like, oh, shit, well, all this is here for us to to, to take. They, I mean, they took it a step further, but they, they went ahead and they, they took all the all the, you know, whatever option they could to cheat. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. I feel like every team had the, has the same resources in a replay room. Right. The Astros went one step further and figured out a way to relay the signs in real time, which at that point they crossed the line. Uh, but I would still go as far as to say that if you are a baseball team and you know that every team has a replay room, right, or that you when you're home, you're you're in an, in an away game, that they might have something tweaked in the replay room. Then I feel like that actually, to be honest with you, it kind of falls on the team that. For, it kind of falls on the team for not switching up their signs or having like a different yeah. way to uh, to communicate signs from catcher to pitcher, or dugout to catcher to pitcher, whatever. Because the minute that they allowed this replay room to be a thing, you'd be you'd be an idiot to not use that to your advantage. Yeah. And it's it, almost like saying like you wouldn't peek at a catcher at right. like a rookie catcher that doesn't know how to hide his signs. It's almost like you'd have to use your moral standards to not peek at the catcher. Uh, for putting down the sign and even to go even one step further what's to stop them that it's never going to go away for them to grab signs from a from a video feed that's never going to go away because at the very end at the end of the day there's tvs all around a stadium Uh, and and like you said you can watch tape from from yesterday and maybe exactly looking at a younger team a a chicago white Sox team or a, a kansas city royals team and the catcher's inexperienced and he doesn't switch his signs and and you may learn, oh shit! So in the last two games, he's putting down one finger for a fastball just to simplify it, and he hasn't yeah. changed that. So the next time I get to second base, I'm gonna make sure that I tell my my hitter somehow one finger that's a fastball or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, exactly. I agree with you. T- teams have to find a way to to switch up their signs. The Washington Nationals found a way to do it last year. The Yankees did it in the ALCS, even though they lost. Um, I also think that that some some of this has to fall upon baseball, not 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 just because they did a poor job in in punishing the Astros and in relaying the information so that fans can trust that what you're putting out there is, is true or factual or whatever, but because you you kind in a, in a lot of ways when you put that replay room there without any rules or regulations, you were inviting teams to cheat essentially. And if you're still allowing these replay rooms to, to remain that close to the dugout and it's just one monitor sitting there making sure that players aren't stealing signs or whatever, I in a lot of ways, I still put this on baseball, too, because the fact of the matter is players are going to find a way to get an advantage. When Ricky Henderson found out that the Bash brothers were taking steroids in, in with the Oakland Athletics, he what he's he wasn't pissed that they were taking steroids. He was pissed that they didn't offer him some because he could have been an even better player and that that's that's the definition of a, of a ball player let's be honest with ourselves we like to think of these guys as these moral figures that are going to do the right thing all the time and but the fact that at the end of the day they're human beings just like you and me and and if and if i was a minor league player who needed who just needed something else a little edge to make it to the big leagues and get that million dollar contract i'm not gonna lie guys i would do it you know like why not you know what i'm saying so so I go back to what I said in the beginning. So in that case, what do you think is worse? This using technology to get signs and relay them to the guy on second or pitchers using pine tar? I personally think that pitchers using pine tar is worse or a better advantage 
than a team using a video feed to get signs. Except, except, except that it's well known that pretty much every pitcher is using a foreign substance on the mound because it's safer and because no, you got a better grip and, and all that stuff. Yeah, we can. No, I, first, I don't think pine tar is a is a bad thing. And I think pine tar should be allowed for pitchers. I think that is 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 that's a given. That should be a, a thing that pitchers should be allowed to do. But I think I can argue that you 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 have one case where everyone has the same advantage because every team has a replay room. Right. And it only becomes an advantage if they get a guy on second. And that's only if they got the signs right. If the other team if the other team isn't being smart enough to switch it up when a guy gets on second or switch it up per batter, switch it up per inning, switch it up per game, whatever. Uh, but I think using pine tar for a pitcher gives them a direct advantage. And I would I would just argue that I think that is a worse rule. Since it, since it is a rule, they're breaking the rule by using it. I think that gives them a better advantage. So it all falls back to this whole thing being a tainted World Series in 2018. Then I think we all really need to just Take a look in the mirror and realize that every every almost every game is tainted because every pitcher uses a foreign substance to get an advantage on the mound. So I don't know, you know man. I think I, I got, think I think if the rule was enforced that you can't have a foreign substance on the mound, then yes, I would agree with you. But because it's common knowledge that everybody does it, I, I don't think is that bad. Now but, and and I I think we know that not everybody was doing what the Houston Nationals were. I think the the Houston Nationals were definitely the only team doing whatever it was they were doing in 2017 to that extent. Yeah, yeah. the Houston the Houston Astros scandal is by far way worse than anything that I'm talking about. I'm 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 saying that if you're a team that didn't use the replay room to get signs and figure out what other teams are doing, yeah. then you're a team that not only do you don't you care about winning, but you you kind of got to question who your manager is because it's it's there for you. It's almost right. like it's almost like when you go back and look at replays for tape for for the next series. Let's say the Red Sox and the Yankees just had a three-game series to start the season, and they play them again next month. If I didn't do my due diligence and watch every bit of tape that I could to 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 prepare for the next series, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing my, my best to win. So if I have a replay room that's giving me more up-to-date stats— then you got to think that every team is doing it, and I don't think there's anything wrong with them peaking. It's it's almost like what are they supposed to do? Like blind themselves yeah, from no, looking yeah, at what exactly. the catcher's doing, looking at what the third base coach is doing. So just because using a foreign substance on a baseball gives you a direct advantage, it might it might even the playing field between pitcher and 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 batter at least in terms of grip. But the at the end of the day, it's a it's a rule that they're breaking. And they're getting a direct advantage. You, I don't need a guy to be in a certain position for me to use the foreign substance and throw this ball better. So I would, I would argue that that's a bigger deal than teams using the replay room to get signs. Now, relaying the signs is another thing. Relaying the signs in real time is another thing. Is where I draw the line. Yeah. But to, but to get the signs, which I feel like teams must have been doing it since color TV has become a thing, and they were able to get a TV somewhere in the stadium yeah, is when I feel like all this started. I don't think there's anything that MLB could ever do to put a stop to that because it just, the technology is just too good now. Yeah. So maybe removing, removing all monitors from, from inside the clubhouse, you know, you could have audio an audio feed because you, you don't hear John Sterling say, Oh, uh, Gary Sanchez places two fingers down and wiggles them and you know what i mean like he's not giving you that much detail maybe removing all all forms of monitors or anything from inside the clubhouse only audio 
and you can't review anything within games. You can't review your swing. You can't review any tape or anything like that. Um, now, and then at that point, if if the opposing team isn't doing anything to change up their signs or anything, then fuck it. You're you're inviting again. It's the same thing. You're inviting the opponent to fucking you know steal from you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now I have another question for yeah. you. Just this is the last thing I kind of want to touch on. I when when I first heard about the full extent of this Astros scandal, the first thing I thought was that this was way worse than what the steroid era was, right? I think I still think it is, yeah. I think it is too, but then I started thinking to myself, I don't think it's as simple. I think it's a bigger cover-up and a bigger like, you know, like it, it, I almost feel like it's 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 bad in the sense that uh they did get a World Series out of it in yeah. 2017. And a, a whole 40-man roster was behind it. 25-man roster was behind it. It went all the way up to the higher-up as much as they wanted to deny it, whatever. But we have to think that the higher-ups had an idea of what was going on with steroids as well because they're not idiots. Yeah. And then I started thinking, like, I don't think it's as simple as just choosing, like, this is worse than the other because almost every big steroid head that we could, you know— these guys that are notorious for the whole steroid thing, none of these I don't think any of these Astros players would ever put up that type of season in their best day. Like their best hitter that year, Jose Altuve won the MVP, but those numbers do not compare to what Mark McGuire did in his prime. Sammy Sosa hit yeah. 60 home runs 3 years in 3 consecutive seasons. We all know what Barry Bonds did, A-Rod, Manny Ramirez. So, is it worse or is it just that it's fresh and because of the people involved we kind of feel cheated because it is di- it it was directly linked to a world series i almost feel like if they didn't win the world series this wouldn't be maybe as big as we're making it out to be kind um, of yeah and i think i think it's that it's a system that can help anybody within the team and and like you said it's organizational it came from the top with the dark arts spreadsheet and all that bullshit um, you know, like a player, a player who might have been called up to play for a week could benefit from that kind of system. You had a guy like Jason Mariznick, was that his name or Jake, whatever Mariznick, you know, what I'm talking about. he's with yep. the Mets now. He benefited greatly from that system. A guy like Marwin Gonzalez benefited greatly from that system. It just, it elevated everybody else's game. Whereas something with steroids, we can't say for certain, like you said, that the organization knew or didn't know what what certain players were doing. But at the end of the day, it was upon an individual player to do it or not. You know what I mean? So, yeah, then then that's why I'm wondering, like, if we had a situation in the 90s or early 2000s where two thirds of the team, six players out of the starting nine were taking steroids, but they weren't. uh talking to each other about it. They were just doing it in their own time, yeah. right? And let's forget that the Astros won a World Series in 2017. Do we still think that this... I, I, I still lean more towards that the Astros scandal is worse than steroids. But at the end of the day, like, the seasons that these guys put together, I don't think there's one player on the Astros lineup that will ever put together that type of season with or without stealing signs. Is what I'm saying. I see where you're and saying. If and if we're talking about it changed the outcome of games, so do steroids, right? Uh, In a way. I mean, you had Barry Bonds, who a lot of people consider the the most blatant steroid user. He, he never won a World Series championship. You know, he, he was hitting 73. You know, he hit that 73 home run season. Was that the year they went to the World Series, the San Francisco um, 
That was 2001. I think they did go to the World Series, actually, hmm. yeah. Or was it 2003 that they went? I don't remember. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a good research real quick here. Look, I'm just looking at Mark McGuire's best season. 70 home runs, 162 walks, Unbelievable. Seven, 752 slugging, which equaled the 1.222 OPS. He led the league in all those categories. Um, he struck out a ton. The Giants didn't make the postseason in 2001. They, went, they, to made the, it... they went to the World Series in 2002. I know that. I think that was Barry Bonds last season, right? 2002? No, he played it. He played until 2007. 2007. Yes, yes, yes. Right you are. Right you are. But he was hurt. He was hurt a lot from that point. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't play that many games. Hey, man. I don't know. Just, I wonder, you know? Yeah. I wonder. I, I mean, it's tough to say. I think, I think. I think the 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 fact that it was an organizational thing, the way that they were relaying signs, it was almost like getting a cheat code in a Nintendo game, in a Super Nintendo game, in which it told you exactly where the pitch was going to go, and it gave you like 100% power. You know what I'm saying? You had guys who had never produced before were becoming incredible contributors to their team, and, you know, the report stated that they did it all the way up until the World Series. They they cheated the whole way through. And then they weren't punished for it. So then it, it it puts that level of doubt in people and it makes people wonder, did they continue to do it in 2008? Did they continue to do it in 2000 and, I mean 2018, 2019? Would they have continued doing it had they not been punished for it? Had John Boy not released that video showing how blatant it really was? Um Well, yeah. But that's I, why I go back and say that that Sometimes the outrage is misguided. I think that you should be outraged about the Houston Astros, but the the outrage is misguided when we talk about Rob Manfred and, and Major League Baseball. A lot of people are pissed off because of the way he handled the punishments. When I think that that they really should be pissed off by the fact that they didn't do anything to prevent this from happening. Um, yeah, because because the amateur baseball team that we played for together, if you had given us that kind of advantage, we definitely would have taken it. Don't you think? Yeah. So, so to your point, it almost makes me wonder how come other teams didn't do this? How come the other teams didn't do this to that extent? It's almost like, like, I don't know. It's, it's almost unbelievable to, to, to an extent, you know what I, I guess, mean? I guess what I was trying to get at was that, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, what are you trying to get at, CT? That it's not as clear cut as just choosing one is worse than the other. I think they're yeah. they're just different. They're just different. They're different. You know, uh, yeah, that team excelled and they set records, most walks and least strikeouts, whatever, in 2019. Also, so they were probably definitely cheating in 2019. And we're t- uh, we're talking about a team where anybody who who ended up going to that team turned into the best version of themselves. Pitchers and- too. Pitchers and hitters. I'm talking about a guy like Josh Reddick, who who isn't he's not he's not going to light up the world on fire, but he's a, a, a an amazing contributor for that team. He he pulls his weight. You have a guy like Michael Brantley, who was incredible with the Indians, and he became a different kind of player with the Astros as well. You have a guy like Yuli Gurriel, who came from Cuba in his 30s and had the best season of his career last year. Yep. Um, it, you know, it's you, again Marwin Gonzalez, the Marisnicks of the world, guys like that. Um, it's you know, I I I wouldn't be surprised if a guy like Jose Altuve goes out and has an incredible year this year. 
Um, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Alex Bregman had some some a little bit of a drop off. Yeah, because last year he was he was he was Mike Trout adjacent. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, You're right, man. You're right. You're right. Listen, let's let's shift over to a couple of other things that are going on in baseball. Okay. This Astros thing is still hot. Still a hot topic, I think. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I'm 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 like sick of it, and but at the same time, um, it's never gonna end. And you're seeing in spring training. They've been hit by they've been uh, plunked seven times as of yesterday, which is the most of any team in spring training. Um, but I think, but I think uh, I, I saw I saw this on Twitter today, which actually confirmed what I thought because I feel like people are are jumping on that, uh, you know, fact that they've been plunked more than other teams. But it's it's only seven, I think, and I think I read that five of those were off speed pitches, which. I find it hard to believe that a pitcher is going to use an off, off-speed pitch to send right. a message. And also, two guys aren't even on the roster. They're on double-A rosters. So. Not, not just that, and I posted this on Twitter yesterday. To your point, uh, off-speed pitches, barely grazing guys or whatever, that's still something that these Astro hitters are going to have to worry about because given the level of cheating that they – that they were doing pitchers aren't going to give a fuck they're you know sometimes a pitcher might not want to throw a breaking ball inside for fear of hitting a batter um against the astros something tells me these pitchers aren't going to give a fuck they're just going to say all right fuck it if i hit him i hit him like he deserves to get hit if not fuck it i got that inside corner and that's going to make it super hard for astros hitters to to hit although you're you're putting a man on base for free which hurts you too but yeah. I think I get, I think you understand what I am what I'm trying to say here, bro. If I were if if I were, I totally understand you, man. That's why we're co-hosts. That's why we're doing this. Uh, wow. I, if I were if I were other teams, I wouldn't focus so much on pegging these guys, but as beating them. The better the best thing to do is Beat not them. let the Astros make the playoffs. Don't give them any advantage. Don't put them on base. And again, it's all fun and games until one of these guys gets plunked in the wrist. Probably Jose Altuve, their most expensive player. And now not only are they. I feel like they're going to put their themselves at risk because these Astros players are not going to give a fuck. Like, they're getting pegged. They're probably going to peg each other, too. It's going to be all-out brawls. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I think the best thing would be to try to beat them, keep them on the 500, not let them make the playoffs. And they're working to the advantage that these guys are mentally uh, hindered at this point. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see an uptick in strikeouts for them because they're going to be overthinking everything on two strikes. I don't know. And because they won't know what's coming anymore. <laughs> Are we drafting Astros players early? That's a good question, man. I, I so I'm working on a series of pieces for Call to the Pen in which I'm, I'm, I'm putting up my top ten hitters at each position, and a Houston Astros hitter is is almost at every position appears in, in their top ten, and I always preface my statements by saying we're finally going to get to see who these hitters really are. So you don't be surprised if you see a, dr- a drop-off. You know what I'm saying? Because, they, A, they don't know what's coming anymore. So given that, maybe their production stays the same, but maybe their strikeouts go up because they, they again, because they know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I would put – I don't know, man. I, I'm stuttering. Be- I'm stuttering because I don't know. Like Bregman is, is should be a top three pick in your fantasy league. Um, at third base, but I don't know if I would take Bregman over Anthony Rendon anymore, or over Nolan Arenado, or you know what I'm saying. Bregman with Bregman currently in spring training, four at bats, one home run, one double. Uh, Altuve currently five at bats, 
one hit, which was a Altuve double. looks beaten up too, man. If you if you watch does, him play, man. he looks like he's like he's not. I always taking considered. This, I always considered out. I always can consider Altuve like the judge of the Astros. So if anyone's gonna get the shit end of this, it's him and Bregman because I think Bregman's the guy that people want to punch in the face. Uh, but Altuve, as much as we like to look at him as like a nice guy and like a stand-up guy, he's like at the center of this. He's almost like how could you type of thing. And I think he's gonna get a good majority of of these plunks. Um, but yeah. Do you? I, I was looking at this spring training, and I, I I almost can't believe it. The Marlins are six and zero in spring training. They're the only team that hasn't <laughs> lost a game yet. <laughs> Unbelievable! Unbelievable! They're looking decent. Um, I'm I'm trying to pull up my spreadsheet here so I can look at third baseman just to highlight that point. I know I'm going back in fourth year, but my computer. We just checked the speed the speed on my computer, and it said that it can handle multiple things. Bullshit. See, but that's that's your internet speed. Mm-hmm. What about your RAM space? I think RAM is what lets you do multiple things like on the computer, like have like a video playing and have a video recording and have a mic, you know, all that stuff. Okay, so here's what here's what I'm going to do, CT. Um, Quick, quick game. This or that. Right. Third baseman fantasy fantasy baseball. Would you take this player ahead of Alex Bregman? Yes or no. Ready? Nolan Arenado. Yes. Anthony Rendon. Yes. Jose Ramirez. No. Rafi Devers? Ty. I don't know. Manny Machado? Yes. Uh, Chris Bryant? Yes. Vlad Guerrero Jr.? Mm-hmm. Offense. Just think offense. No defense. Just offense? No. Uh, Eugenio Suarez? Yes. Chapman? Matt Chapman? Yes. Uh, Yoan Mancada? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take Mankata. and Josh Donaldson. Yeah. So basically, you said no to like two out of those two out of those twelve players, two or th- two or three out of those twelve players, and and that's kind of what you're dealing with with the Houston Astros with Houston Astros players in fantasy. I think they're going to drop off um, in picks. Suddenly, this turned into a fantasy baseball uh, show. But anyway, um, I don't so. I don't know. So, so, I don't even know what to say. It's fucking. It's crazy. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, if if I thought that Bregman was who was the player he's been in the last two seasons, I would have. Some of my answers would have been different. But the only reason I, I'm taking him over over Devers is because I really don't know what Devers. His he's put up way too good of a season last year. It's almost like that Cody Bellinger situation after he won the Rookie of the Year. He came back and didn't have such a great sophomore season compared to that one or compared to his last year's season. So I really don't know where Rafi Devers. Yamankata seems like he was on the verge of of breaking out into superstar starness at at points last year. So mm-hmm. that's why I would take him. But again, if I if I knew Bregman was the real Bregman, a lot of those answers would have would have been Bregman. So hmm. how about in the outfield, real quick? This is gonna get boring for people. How about in the outfield? George Springer or so these are easy. Mike Trout, Yelich, Betts, Acuna, of course you're gonna take uh, yeah. Those guys over and Bellinger too. How about Juan Soto? Do you take Soto over Springer? Mm, uh, yeah, I take Soto. Martinez, JD Martinez. Shit. You know, sometimes I look out to the window, Manny, and I see <laughs> and I see clouds, <laughs> and I think to myself, "Is, is it going to rain today? Is it? Is it like a rain day?" Uh, 
Give me JD Martinez. Oof. Ride or die with this guy, man. How about Bryce Harper? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Harper, man. Give me Harper. And I love Springer, by the way. I actually think Springer's going to have, going to bounce back. I think Springer's going to bounce back. Aaron Judge? You're going to say, you're going to say Springer. Give me, give me Springer because Judge, bro, I, in fantasy, I, I, I can't deal with that guy getting injured again. He's going to get injured, unfortunately. <laughs> Charlie Blackman? Give me Springer. Really? Ah, shit. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. wait. He, he's one of those, he's one of those sleepers, man. No, last year he was insane. Like, he started off slow and yeah. I don't want to talk about a certain trade that oh went down. Oh, my God. In our in our fantasy season, give me give me uh, give me <laughs> give me <laughs> give me uh, give me Springer. How about Starling Marte? Springer. Um, and who's would you consider Cattell a second baseman or an outfielder? Uh, I think he mostly played second last year, so second. But I had him on my fantasy squad, but that's that's why he's – those are the valuable guys. He had, like, three positions. He mm-hmm. had, like, third or short, second, and outfield. So, yeah. For all, um, you, for all you guys listening out there for the fantasy tips, those are the guys that you want to keep on your team. Hold on. I'm sorry, man. Give me one second. My daughter's sick. My wife's taking her to the doctor. She just texted me. I'm going to respond. So there's going to be a moment of silence here. All right. I'm going to just also text you, man. So I pop up in that screen. Wow. That was a good one, though. Um, All right. And then then this is outside of the whole Astros cheating scandal situation. I wrote a piece yesterday and called to the pen about Justin Verlander and why I think he's going to start to decline this year. And I I knew that Astros fans were going to give me shit for it. Um, Do it. And and um, I understand why he won the Cy Young Award. He had a zero point eight zero three regular season WHIP, which is fucking Pedro esque. You know what I'm saying? He struck out a ton of batters. He started thirty four games. Um, he's Justin Verlander. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. He's elite. He's amazing. I don't want to take any of that away from him, but he's gonna. I think he's he's either thirty seven or he's gonna turn thirty seven this year. At some point that stuff will start to diminish. I'm just saying that I think it's going to start this year. And the reason why is because last year, aside from all those amazing stats he had, he gave up the third most home runs of any pitcher in Major League Baseball. He had a, a, an extremely elevated home run per nine rate. Um, he And then when when we came to the postseason, he did not look like himself at all. He posted a one in four record in 36 innings. He gave up eight home runs or something like that. Um, and he just he just didn't look like the same guy. So I think that the the Astros are going to have to either limit his innings so he doesn't tire out by the end of the season, or they're going to have to watch this guy tire out at the end of the year and, and become a non-entity for the team. Um, that's not to say that he's not going to be a good p- pitcher next year. I, I just think that, that we're going to start to see his numbers start to go down a little bit. And I think that that's natural. I don't know why that's so offensive to people. You should start to decline at this point in your career. Um, and it's not normal that he went from from somewhat of, of a decline in Detroit to this type of pitcher with the Astros in his mid-30s. That shit just doesn't happen. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. That, but that's, you know, that's what my point is. You know, I got I, I to gotta say I, I don't see him – when you say decline, you mean like instead of Cy Young, he's going to be fifth in Cy Young? Like that's still a decline, but... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He could be in Cy Young contention. He could be a top 10 Cy Young vote 
Because uh, if you getter. take it, because you could argue who should have won the Cy Young, Garrett Cole or Verlander. But if you take Garrett Cole out of the equation, he's the Ver, Verlander was the clear cut. Oh, for Cy sure. Young. I didn't even realize he led the league in whip last year. Zero point eight oh three. He, he, he at, at for most of the season, his whip was under zero point eight. So he so had why, he had like Pedro Martinez, nineteen ninety nine, like best fucking MLB single season yeah. ever, except. That unlike Pedro Martinez, he was giving up a shitload of home runs, and that well, didn't yeah. stop in the postseason. If anything, it increased dramatically. It's what it's what killed him in the end. And well, he, he, in this day and age, you can't be that kind of pitcher. It's just not gonna it's not gonna last for you. No, I get it. I mean, he wow, three hundred strikeouts too. Only time in his career that he's gotten three hundred strikeouts. At, at this point in his career, he's 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 had a long career. Like this is a yeah. guy that that throws ninety miles an hour. 99 into the ninth inning still he's 36 years old a 15-year career at some point this shit has to slow down and i'm I'm just saying i know he had an incredible season last year um but based upon how he struggled at the end of the year and in the postseason to me that's a sign that he's he's getting tired and to me that's natural (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i'm saying he may not be a 2.5 a 2.58 era pitcher 0.803 whip pitcher in 2020 but he might be a 3.15 pitcher with a one point you know zero zero five whip pitcher which is still fucking elite you know what i'm saying he might he might be tanaka is what you're saying he might be no he might be i think he'll still be better than tanaka i I don't think i don't know i don't see i don't see justin verlander losing it this season uh, barring injury, I mean, like unless he g- goes through some serious injury, and unless they find out more about the Astros that they're actually doing something with their pitchers. But as long as everything stays the same on that end, I see Justin Verlander having a very elite season again. As a matter of fact, I will be drafting Justin Verlander before the fifth round. Oof! Wow. What do you think? I I don't know. I'm gonna ask you a question then, real quick, because in my fantasy top ten. If I were to crowdsource all of the major uh, fantasy sites, Justin Verlander should go somewhere in the top five, even top three. Um, do you Not take, in our league. Do you take Justin Verlander ahead of Garrett Cole? No. Okay. Believe it or not, I might just because I, I don't think Garrett Cole is going to have the same kind of year with the Yankees. I think that there's always a drop-off when you go to New York. But anyway... Whoa, um, wait, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't I don't think he's gonna strike out three hundred batters and, and whoa. I think in the postseason he might turn into that pitcher, but in the regular season, when if you fucking you know You just you just said that you expect you just said that you expect Verlander to lose some something. Mm-hmm. And now you're saying that you'll take Verlander over Garrett Cole, which means you expect <laughs> Garrett Cole to also lose something. But not he's not just losing something. He's losing something on the New York Yankees who just paid him four hundred bajillion dollars. Do, do you think that Gar- all right, do you think that Garrett Cole listen, this is a Yankee fan talking. I don't want to hype this guy up too much because then it's gonna be all oh, the biased Yankee fan. Oh, you no, jinxed I- it, all that bullshit. He's gonna be a great pitcher for the New York Yankees. He might be the best pitcher the Yankees have had since uh, fucking Ron Guidry or some shit. Can it, I just don't think he's going to be a, a sub 2-5, you know, 350 strikeout pitcher like he was for the Houston Astros. I think he's going to be I, elite. I don't think he's... I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't want to jinx this. Stop putting just, this pressure on me, man. It's, what a, it's one thing to jinx something, but are you just the type of person that doesn't like success and doesn't like 
good things because I <laughs> when the Yankees got Giancarlo Stan, I, I don't remember what your reaction was, but I imagine it was something along the lines of like just you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves type of thing. Probably, man. It's not that I don't I, you know I can't is? I can't just sit back and enjoy shit, man. It's just Yeah, yeah. It's cool, man, but I still think you take Garrett Cole over over Verlander on the All right, on the fine. Draft. Yes, I would. I know. All right, fine, fine. You got me. All right. I Who take else, Cole over Verlander. All right. Jacob DeGrom. I take DeGrom. Scherzer. Scherzer. Bueller. Uh, you know what? Since this year I'm going to be a little more bigger risk risk taker, give me Bueller over Verlander. Oof. Bieber. Shane Bieber. Verlander. Flaherty. Verlander. Chris Sale. Verlander. Mm. Steven Strasburg. Verlander. Blake Snell. Holy shit. Verlander over Blake Snell. Patrick Corbin. Verlander. Verlander, yeah, Verlander. Kershaw, you're going to go Verlander. Yeah. And Clevenger. Verlander, yeah. I think Clevenger is starting on the IL, actually. He so. is going to start on the IL. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, okay, so he's a top three pitcher for you. I think I chose Bueller over over Verlander. So uh, he's top top five. Four, top five. Top five. Verlander will be there in the fourth round. I think Chris Sale is going to shock some people this year, man. Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope he does. But if you're asking me to draft a team where I take my biasness out of it, then I'm taking Verlander over Sale. Hmm. Hmm. We're talking about a guy that has not shown. Let me just not confuse myself real quick. But this guy has not lost time, like, in a while. Who, Verlander? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I lie. No, I yeah, mean, no. He, he, he's pretty, he's a safe bet. It's fucking, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when is this shit, when was the last time you saw a pitcher that goes out there and tosses 34, starts 34 games with regularity for 15 years? The only season he didn't, he didn't start 30 or more games was in... Uh, 2015. Other than that, it's 30, 32, 33, 35, 33, 34, 33, 34, 32. It's yeah, it's crazy. I, like, that shit, it's unheard of. In this day and age, that doesn't exist. Yeah, but do we think do we think uh, Scherzer's down the same path? I mean, he's he's in the same trajectory of, of Verlander. And also, there's guys that have existed like this in the past. Like, I'm pretty sure Kershaw. I mean, that's actually a bad example. He 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 always has a back issue. Yeah. But guys, yo, guys, make it, man. There's guys out there that can pitch like this. Fucking nuts, man. I'm taking Verlander. All right. I'm betting on Verlander this year is what is what I'm saying. Give me another one, man. I'll give away all my fantasy secrets. <laughs> uh, Max Scherzer. Yeah, Max Scherzer too, man. What what were they doing to these pitchers in Detroit? I don't know, but if they ever, if those guys ever came out that they were on some illegal substances, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be upset. I would be upset, but nothing upsets me after a ride. I think I've mentioned that a countless times on this on this show. Do you think that Jacob Degrom could win a third consecutive NFL yes. Young Award? I actually think he's going to. I think I think my I know we, we usually wait until the season's about to start to do this, but my. Pick for the NL Cy Young is Jake is Jacob Degrom. Yeah, I think so too, man. And and I was looking at his contract. I cannot believe that he signed that extension a couple years he, ago. Yeah, had he waited free agency, he would have paid, man. Paid, oh my paid. god, he would have gotten paid. He's so good, so fucking good. I love Jacob Degrom, man. That guy, fucking mess, man. They have no idea. Yeah, man. 
the Mets keep hitting on these players, but they keep making the wrong moves. Like like Pete Alonso, who thought he was going to have that kind of year last year? F- Pete Alonso, 50 home runs over under. Under. I say the same thing, yeah, under. Um, however, as a first base option, when you when it's time for you to pick a first baseman in fantasy, do you take Pete Alonso over Freddie Freeman? No, I take Freddie Freeman. Okay. Do you take him over Anthony Rizzo? Mm, no. Hmm. Rizzo. Goldie. Goldie. Damn. Wow. You have but no faith in Alonzo, huh? He's only he's only had one season. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm really I'm willing to take risk, but I'm not willing to take risks. Like I'm 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 not really willing to take a Mets risk. Crazy. That's risk. So, what else is there to talk about? <laughs> Let's talk about the Yankees injuries. All right. Damn it. Let's wrap it. Let's wrap it up with that. We're we're closing in on forty something minutes here. Let's. Let's not get crazy. Let's just hit me, hit me with what you're going through right now, man. You can talk to me. Um, I don't understand what the fuck is happening. I mean, Aaron Hicks, Tommy John surgery. Uh, James Paxson, that surgery on his ass. Um, <laughs> Aaron Judge with the soreness. Giancarlo should... Stanton with the calf strain. Luis Severino with Tommy John surgery. Luis Sessa with Tommy John surgery. You're hearing now that Domingo Herman was in a car accident, although now I'm seeing that maybe he wasn't. Mm. Um, I I don't know, man. I don't understand what the fuck is going on. What's his status? Usually I criticize the Mets for how they handle injuries and stuff. Um, I don't tend to criticize the Yankees because they're, they're very conservative when they're handling injuries. But these are all the same guys that are getting hurt again. You know what I mean? It's all the same names. Aaron Hicks, Luis Severino, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo. It's like the same guys from last year. So, like, yeah. is, is the medical staff doing its due diligence? Uh, apparently, they fired their medical, some some people in their medical staff and replaced them. Um, I don't know, man. I have no fucking clue. I still think this team is going to compete. Thank God we kept Jay Happ. Thank God we signed Garrett Cole at this point because we're definitely going to need those two guys. Um, but I don't know how long we can keep this up, this this patching up with with different players i don't know man it's fucking crazy i think that uh i think it's odd that stanton is built like a football player yeah and not only that i think he was like a five-star recruit at a high school as a middle linebacker for Mm -hmm. for football so the guy could have played football pretty pretty at a pretty high level um and this guy's he's out with a calf strain like when I think of that, I think of somebody that's out of shape. And apparently he's he's been working out a lot this offseason to try to prevent some of these injuries that he was dealing with last year and now he's dealing with a calf strain. It's just like I, I think it's it could also be one of those things where if a baseball player says that his asshole hurts, they pull him out of the you know, they fucking send him for evaluations and shit. Like I almost feel like in this case the Yankees know that they have the division locked. So if anything if anything like sounds the alarm, they're going yeah, 10-day DL them or well, whatever it is now, seven. Yeah, because Aaron Judge said that if opening day was tomorrow, he'd be on the field. Like, he he could play. But I guess they're just being conservative because they do have a really good team and they almost feel like they have it on lock. But I don't like operating like this. Like, because, nah, yeah. because what if you have a, a fucking horrible April and you're 10 games below 500 at the end of April, let's say. 
And then you go on and you 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 rattle off a ton of winning games. You you win ninety plus games, but the Tampa Bay Rays are one game better than you. Then you have to fight for a wild card spot. And it's like I just if if your players are ready to play, let them play. These players have to learn how to fight through injury. For fuck's sake, man! Come October, everybody's <laughs> hurt. You got to learn how to play like that. You know what I mean? Like, and I just feel like I mean, what's Aaron Hicks' status? Is he is he also starting the season? Tommy John. So he's he's gone at least as long as Didi was last year. Okay, so you know, I I know Aaron Judge could is good enough to probably play today, but I just I'm banking that he's missing a month. Fucking nuts. The Yankees rolled the dice with Tanaka when they didn't get him that surgery years ago. That to me is still a ticking, ticking time. Oh bomb. my god, yeah. ticking time bomb. And this, this is pa- his last year, so he just has to get through one year. Paxton's injury came early this year, but this guy misses time every year. Every year, so you can expect him to probably miss time again. I, Gary Sanchez is a catcher. I could picture him missing time. Um, to me, the only God-given gift that this that the devil gave the Yankees because the the devil has to be a Yankees fan, man, for them wow. to get away with getting Glaber Torres from the Cubs. Wow. Glaber Torres is just a, a a gift. Like he's the only guy that I see that I I don't see I I see like he hasn't even reached his ceiling yet, and I also don't see him missing time. I see him elite defender, career highs in all categories. So that's the only guy I can't see Luke Boyd being good. Honestly, mm. that's just me. But speaking of this random shit that's happening to Yankees. Do you think it plays into the curse a little bit? That I always said that it was kind of fucked up. They have these guys in the in the in the minors like Clint Frazier, and now Clint Frazier's basically gonna get his chance to to play. It's almost like they were hoarding these these draft picks, these uh, prospects. Depth, man. It's depth. Yeah, depth. But at the at the expense of Clint Frazier's, you know, possible Hall of Fame career, starting at the age of twenty five. At this point, uh, given how injury prone all these players are, I would even I would sign Yasiel Puig right now. He's still out there. Bring him on. Fuck it. We're gonna need him at some point. You know it. Brett Gardner's thirty seven years old. He's gonna be the starting left fielder now because of these injuries. Bring Yasiel Puig in. Fuck it. You just suggested that the Yankees bring on Yasiel Puig. Hell yeah! Wow. wow. Bring wow. bring that crazy ass motherfucker. Make him lick some bats. I don't know, man. Hmm. Nah, man. I think you're making a mistake there. I don't know, man. I can't picture Puig and Judge on the same team. <laughs> I think the Yan- I don't know. Like, 2017 was such a fun season because it was unexpected and all that bullshit. I think it's it's almost like this team wants to be the underdog or something. As, as hard as they try, as high as their payroll is, they, they, they just continue to try to be the underdog. And I just want a team that's going to come into the season fully healthy and they just start fucking winning rattling off wins from the first game until I want 100 I want 120 win regular season like I don't want to feel any stress during the season I want to get into the postseason and just be favored all the way through and just get that fucking championship already I'm sick of all the injuries I'm sick of all the anxiety and the nervousness and the what the fuck is you know Aaron Judge he's elite but he can't stay healthy are the Yankees going to choose not to give him an extension and he's going to eventually leave us like, I feel like I'm a battered fucking, you know, spouse here. I'm abused. The Yankees abuse me, CT. <laughs> hey, man. You know what? I, I lied. We should talk about one more thing. Right. And but real quick, the rule, the proposed rule changes for the playoffs. Uh, 
I feel like we haven't recorded in recorded in so long that I don't remember when they actually came out. It's been a, I, it's been a while. N- I nearly forgot exactly what was proposed, but uh, just to confirm, this isn't actually happening this no. year, correct? No. It was just a proposal. It's a proposal. I think it's Rob Manfred throwing something out there. It'll be negotiated down, but I think I think there is going to be some some sort of change that's going to happen. So how do you, so how do you feel about uh? Like I, I think the biggest I think the biggest issue that people were having is that under these new rule changes, a team like the Red Sox would have gotten into the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. or teams under 500 would have actually been on like the cusp of getting into the playoffs, which, which is which is kind of odd. It, 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 yes, and what I don't like about it is that it gives the 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 what do you call those fucking teams? The best teams, the first ranked teams way too much off time. So mm-hmm. it's supposed to give them an advantage because they're supposed to be able to select which teams they want to face. But you're also giving them a disadvantage because they're sitting down for a week plus waiting yeah. waiting to play their series. And we know that in baseball, that tends to hurt you more than it, than it helps. So I think they're going to have to work that out somehow. Maybe you play elimination games if you want to do that between these teams. Um, I think, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like that not too many people make it into the postseason in baseball because the pressure is so much higher. Every game means something. Um, but you know, I, I get it. I get it. You want to get more teams involved. You want more teams to to stay in the playoff hunt, make things interesting for longer, more eyeballs on the screen and all that stuff. I get it. I understand that we, we probably need to expand the postseason a little bit, but I don't like this one so much. You know, um I don't I I got to look at it again over cuz it it's it's been a while since since I refreshed my memory of what's going on but I kind of don't like the fact that it does give more teams opportunities to get in that there's a bigger chance for a team under 500 to make it to the playoffs but then again that's that's a possibility even today with the two wild cards yeah like it's possible for the teams have made it to the playoffs with 86 wins. What, what did the what did the Nationals have last year like 87? Something like that. I think teams have made it with with less wins than that. 83 maybe or yeah like there was that you know, one season where there was a whole bunch of tiebreakers and shit i think I yeah think that's like was... that's like two games over 500 so that's a possibility today but it's a bigger possibility if they add if they make these rule changes um but what i think mlb would do to sell this is that they would shorten the season which i think people are on board with i'm on board to with be that. honest i'm kind of on board with it too it depends how much we're shortening the season i think that baseball gets screwed over because they have the NBA postseason kicking off pretty much when when the regular season starts. Although the NBA postseason is a season all by itself. And it actually because, goes into the all-star break, I think. Yeah, and because the the NFL starts before the, the MLB postseason ends. Yeah. If they could make it so that maybe the postseason starts a little bit earlier or something, I don't know. I don't even know how you solve this problem. Yeah. Um, you would have to shorten the season drastically to not interfere with the NFL. Like it would have to end in August, and I don't think that's possible. That's two. That's two months. That's like sixty games. That's not gonna happen. I concur. Me too. I say, you know, listen to that R two C two podcast with Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray. Uh, they get into how baseball doesn't allow them to express themselves as much and stuff. I think baseball just has to market itself better. And, you know, Tre- and then none of this would be a problem. Trevor Bauer, when he went on his rant, 
the other day. He sounded like a baby. <laughs> I like Trevor Bauer. Like in this podcast, particularly, it, it's not his venue. It's not momentum that his his company or whatever. Um, so he was a little bit more himself, and I liked his ideas and everything. But yeah, he comes off like a baby sometimes in in these. Videos. Yeah, like like uh, you know, if if I had to make a if I had to make a case for something, and and I'm coming off like that. I just feel like he's acting like such a baby. Like you're a professional, man. Like you've probably had some good arguments, but one argument that he did make, which I kind of agreed and disagreed, was the whole thing he said about Steph Curry doing a bounce pass and mm-hmm. it being all over the place with with billions of views yep. in no time. But with with baseball, it's different. I kind of don't know what he's talking about in terms maybe of sharing. He has a point, but in terms of like seeing the update, MLB is pretty quick. If you have the MLB app, if you have a Bleacher Report app, if you have all the apps, they're they're all pretty much on time with the video ready to go for you to watch it. Now, if we're talking about copying that down and and posting, blasting it out there, I guess that's what he was talking about. But in terms of like availability, I feel like it's pretty normal in, as far as technology goes. Yeah, they're getting. I think me, like I think baseball's getting better at it. If anything, it's the marketing of the players themselves, like. Like someone like Steph Curry, I don't know how many followers he has off the top of my head, but I'm gonna assume that someone like Steph Curry has millions of more followers than than someone like I'm not even gonna say Mike Trout, even though he's the best player, but a popular baseball player, someone like Aaron Judge. Yeah. I bet you he has millions of more followers than Aaron Judge does. And I think that's a problem. Yeah, but I mean, to me, Steph Curry's going to go down as one of the most popular players of all time. Judge has 1.1 million. Steph Curry, 29 million. Yeah, 1.1 versus 29. That's it. That, should It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that big of a drop, a, a difference. But I also kind of get it because Steph Curry, to me, is is the best thing since Jordan okay, in terms so, of. So let, let's let's try to compare two more evenly evenly matched players in both sports. Before before we go on. Steph Curry, the best thing since Jordan in terms of entertainment. Yeah. Let's get it correct. All right. In terms of talent, LeBron is probably going to go down as the greatest of all time, as Jordan also did after he was done. But in terms of entertainment, the guy changed the single-handedly changed the game of basketball the same way that Jordan did. I don't think LeBron changed the game of basketball. As much as we want to argue that he's greatest of all time, to me, he did not change the way that we see basketball today. No. He's just he's just something we never seen before. He took the league by storm, whatever. But my camera keeps going off. Might have actually died out, actually, the, Sorry, the battery. Man. Sorry, man. Yeah. Actually, no, it's, it's, it's hot. It says the temperatures rises or something, and <laughs> I can't read the rest of it. So On the camera? But, yeah, yeah. If you, if you look at the feed right now, it's probably, it's probably blank. Nice. Um, no, but Steph Curry changed the game. Same way I think that Jordan changed the game. So that's why I kind of understand why Curry is above and beyond probably the most followed NBA uh, account. Okay. Let so, me – yeah. So let, let's let's say someone like uh, Trey Young. Give, How about Trey Young, 2.5 million followers? 2.5? Yes. Versus yeah, what a, Judge. Uh, Aaron Judge. How about a rookie in baseball right now? How about Vlad Jr.? Hmm. 600 and six, six, 663,000 followers. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's a good point. But again, to me, basketball is social media. Like even I don't even think football players. I think baseball players have more followers. Maybe not the superstars, but on average, I could I could see baseball players having more followers than football players. On on average, not in well, terms yeah, of superstars. Because I think because in in football, there's like that physical aspect of of a football player wears his mask and shit, so you don't really know what their faces look like. Like like I said, like when I started when I first started watching baseball, uh, football. The only player I could probably identify a handful of players: Eli mm-hmm. Manning, Michael Strahan, um, guys like that, uh, Tiki Barber, guys like that. In in baseball, you know, I could identify, I could name you like the starting lineup of the Yankees in two thousand and one. You know what I'm saying? Like things like that. Yeah. But I'm an I'm an obsessed fan. I grew up obsessed with baseball and basketball, actually. Um, but I think that in today's day and age. Baseball players aren't allowed to, and and I don't think it's just baseball. I think it's it's the culture within baseball itself too. They they don't allow themselves to they don't allow themselves to to be people to like express themselves more and put the, put themselves out there more because they get criticized more easily. They they you know somebody might respond on the field because they didn't like something they said on social media or some shit. Like someone See, like Yasiel Puig gets a bad rap because of his personality. But we don't know what kind of a teammate he is. He might be a really good teammate. His 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 teammates might actually like him a lot. But he's, you know, he's weird. He paints his hair. He makes weird faces. He licks his bat. He grabs his crotch. He, you know, pimps a pop-up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, See, I think that... Uh... But, but, but even though those things are annoying and we may not like it as baseball purists or whatever, the fact of the matter is... It could attract people to the game. They could somebody might turn on the game because who knows what the fuck Yasiel Puig is gonna do tomorrow, or who knows what you know what Wilson Contreras is he the fucking he's the crazy one in in with the Cubs or Javi Baez what they're gonna do when they hit a home run or something like I don't know let, let people express themselves more. If you want to pimp a home run, pimp a home run. You want to shout after you struck somebody out, do it. You want to record the clubhouse. Something crazy your, your your boys are doing inside the clubhouse, do it. Let let these guys go out there and go viral and and put the game out there. You know, man. I honestly, the more I think about it, this is why I go back to Trevor Bauer sounding like a baby. Because let me just, I think that basketball. I I personally like baseball way more than I like basketball, mm-hmm. and I love football. I should have said love baseball. I do love baseball. Baseball. I'm looking out the window, thinking of you. Uh, <laughs> baseball loves you, I, man. I love baseball. I love that it's played outside. I love that there's uh, it's associated with the spring weather and summertime and Fourth of July and all this shit. Um, and I and I com- when I compare that to basketball, basketball is filled with a lot of unnecessary drama. Like I actually hate it. Those guys can't fight when they get into brawls. They can't fight. They're really awkward and lanky. Uh, and and still, they, look how popular the sport is. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm making a point. I'm making a point. Right, they all I'm try to be they, they all try to be rappers, which is corny as hell. Oh my god! Did you be... watch Did you watch Damian Lillard's performance in the All Star game? No, but was it awkward? It was terrible. I <laughs> it was horrible. I I've, I've heard him freestyle and I thought it was okay, but I thought he was coming from like a street type of like Nas angle, which I'm like, yo, you're a basketball player, you're a millionaire. If you wanted to drop this type of knowledge and, and raps, why didn't you chose why didn't you choose that route right. and try to make it in that in that sense? But that's not, that's neither here nor there. As corny as I think basketball is, there's just something about crossing a guy up, 
dunking on them, uh, you know, shooting shooting a ball in a guy's face and making it game buzzer beaters, all that stuff. Right. I think basketball has more opportunities for viral videos, which is probably why an average basketball player is popular. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go back to baseball and football. I just think basketball is the swimsuit model and a thong version of sports. And it's always going to it's always going to be that way as much as we want to blame society and all this and that these girls on IG that are just flaunting their their, you know, their God given bodies or enhanced bodies in, in, in a lot of these cases are always going to dominate the likes, the retweets, all the stuff. Right. And I think basketball is the same way, because if I had to ask you how many followers uh, Aaron Rodgers has. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers here, mm-hmm. who he who is on a lot of State Farm commercials, and has been for 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 a while. How many followers, without looking, do you think Aaron Rodgers has compared? Remember, Aaron Judge 1.1 million. How many followers do you think Aaron Rodgers has? Five million. 1.3 million. Oh wow, that's surprising. How, how many do you think Tom Brady has? Thirty million. Seven million. What? No way. Now. Now, if I yep, seven point three million. Now, if I had to ask you, some guy like Trevor Bauer, who chooses to market himself, goes out of his way, is a guy that young people can relate to, is a guy that's vocal, does all the checks all the boxes in terms of marketing himself and trying to get his name out there. How many followers do you think he would have on on uh, on Instagram? Now, Aaron Rodgers has one point one million. Uh, Vladdy Jr. six hundred thousand. Trevor Bauer, three hundred thousand. One hundred and nineteen thousand. That's nothing. But but that's that's the thing. I think that someone like someone like Trevor Bauer, unfortunately, like sorry guys, my wife is is of the Caucasian persuasion. So take it take this with don't take this as disrespect. But he's like a goofy, kind of nerdy white dude. You know what I'm saying? Who a lot of people can relate to. And I'm not just saying because he's white. It's just like there are some white guys out there that you can relate to, that you can that that have a presence on social media that you that they're funny, you want to follow. And and I could say the same thing about African American or black or Hispanic um players too. Like someone like Aaron Judge doesn't have much of a personality on social media, which I I guess that's why I understand why he only has 1 million followers. But say, take for example, what if Aaron Judge had Trevor Bauer's personality when it comes to wanting to put himself out there on social media. I bet you Aaron Judge would have way more followers than he does right now. To man, I don't know. See, this is what I meant before cuz I talk all over the place cuz that's just my nature. I do too, but, man, cuz I, I almost lost myself with what I just said, but What I meant before was that Trevor Bauer came off as a baby to me because yeah, he was making points, but I don't think it's 100% MLB and Manfred's fault. I think they're 40% 40% players and maybe 20% just the fact that baseball just isn't as as appealing as bat. I mean, when I think of basketball, I think of the perfect storm. We're talking about the Laker cheerleaders with rap culture infused into basketball, the mm-hmm. streets, the legends, Michael Jordan, the sneakers. It's like the perfect storm for marketing. It's but, almost like they don't need any help where yeah, other teams could use yeah. it. They don't need it. In terms of football, we're talking about the sport itself markets itself. Like it's 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 more exciting to watch it. There's only 16 games. Sometimes I I I I'll admit, like unless you played baseball, unless you have a a deep uh, connection to the game, you're not ever gonna see it as anything better than 
than what you see on you know like what you see on TV what they're what they're presenting to you. Yeah. With, and with basketball, the players just know how to market themselves much better than baseball players do. Uh, I think I, I what I'm saying is that I think I think it's it, it's two things. It's it's one is MLB's fault. One is baseball players. Trout doesn't want to market himself. I think you have yeah. Kawhi Leonard, who's like the Trout, literally in terms of personality. Maybe Trout. I think Trout has more of a personality than Kawhi Leonard. For sure. And Kawhi Leonard cannot get out of his own way because him doing something awkward is a meme. Right. You know, like <laughs> the it, laugh. And I think it's because he's a basketball player. There's a baseball player can get away with that. Adam Gase got away with it for being a freaking weirdo in a Jets press conference. A basketball <laughs> player would never get away with like hiding from that, you know? And I think also, that with, with football, let's be real, man. With football, its popularity comes from from gambling and fantasy sports. I think that if if those two things didn't exist, I don't think it would be as popular as it is. You think? Yeah, 100%. Dude, does Kawhi Leonard even have an Instagram? I can't find it. I don't know, man. That guy has zero personality. He's so fucking weird, but he's great. I think basketball is the perfect storm for social media. Like, it, it's like almost social media. And sports-wise, social media was made for basketball. And I think that baseball, to me, is a, is the better sport in terms of, for, for me, just personally. But you need to... The only way baseball is ever going to grow is to maybe figure out a way to get kids to play baseball and get rewarded for it somehow. Maybe start paying these kids in high school. Maybe. I, I, guess, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say is like when I was a kid and I would try to imitate a baseball player, I would imitate Ken Griffey Jr.'s swing and the way he dropped that bat and just like took that took a couple steps toward first base. If any in a lot of instances, if any batter does that in real life in baseball, they're going to get thrown at in their next at bat. And that kind of shit just stop with that already. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I think it's it's that mentality in baseball that holds it back. So in that aspect, I blame the players. In in respects uh in the aspect of marketability, I think that and especially based on that interview that I was that I keep referring to, it sounds like Major League Baseball goes out of its way to prevent players from marketing themselves. Like they frown upon it heavily. Yeah, and yeah. I, nobody, nobody. Which is which. I love. I love that. At the end of the day, I don't want to see a cocky guy getting his way like on the field until the game is won. You shouldn't. I like that. But it, you're right. I'll I'll admit that baseball's guilty of that too. But I still think there's you know they, they're they're up against like they were dealt the bad hand of cards. You know. Mm. I still and, love baseball, man. Uh, I still love baseball too. Let me ask you this real quick. This is the last time I'm gonna ask Antonio Brown. Yo. How, what do you think? What do you think his following is on so, on well, Instagram? People have to be looking for his because of the drama. So I'm gonna guess twenty million, three point eight million. Wow, I'm surprised. I would exactly. Think, I would think people would follow him because they want to see what crazy shit he's gonna do next. I would think people would want to follow Tom Brady just because he is. He's been in the playoffs his whole career. He's well, getting the spotlight yeah. in every chance he gets, and I would think that people want to see more of this guy. Maybe, but. You could always you could always argue he's not a marketable guy. He doesn't really go out of his way to no. be like flashy or anything like that. Let me look up Gronk. Fucking crazy. This is kind of surprising. Hmm. How many files do you think Rob Gronkowski has? Uh, well, now I'm now I'm gonna go low. A million, one point five mil. Three point six. How much? Point six million. Three point six. Yeah, but see, I would expect him to crack double digit millions yeah. at this. This now, guy is now like I'm, now I'm starting to wonder why why Stephen Curry has so many followers. Because to me, I think again, it's the perfect storm basketball, perfect storm, 
but also to me, he he made he is his own highlight reel. The guy has enough highlights hitting half court shots, winning games to to fill up like a five minute video on YouTube, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. And to me, he changed the game. So we're talking about the most popular marketable sport in terms of social media. And to me, this era's Jordan. This era's Kobe or 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 whatever. Hmm. And again, it goes back to the shoes, the music, the girls. Crazy. Uh, uh, LeBron has 60 million followers. Kevin Durant, 11.8 million followers. Kevin Durant. It's kind of weird, uh, man. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Here's here's a... You know what? I actually don't know. Is Team Swish... Uh, is that... J.R. Smith? Um, Team Swish is J.R. Smith, and he has... 4.6 million. He has more followers than Antonio Brown and Gronk and Aaron and Aaron Aaron Rodgers. I don't I don't I think that doesn't make sense to me, you know? It makes sense because he's a basketball player, but it doesn't Dwight Howard, that's a good one. And because he's crazy. Yeah. Dwight Howard, 2.7 million. That nah, I'd expect him to have more to be honest. Yeah, and 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 uh JR Smith only has 3 posts. From what I see here, if that's him, I, I I'm pretty sure that's him. But I mean, it's verified. It's a picture of him. Well, anyways, guys, that's all I got today. Uh, my camera ended a while ago. Yeah. But all uh, right. yeah, man. Um, follow us on Instagram at wttspod.com. Follow us on Twitter at wttspod.com. Follow CT at Hova Mojo on Twitter me at manigo3 on twitter and instagram and check out our podcast available wherever podcasts are are available and make sure you leave a five-star rating if you don't i'm gonna come after you uh what else you got ct uh we are about two and a half to three weeks away from our fantasy draft and we're about a full three weeks two and a half three weeks and a half to opening day Mm -hmm. i'm thinking in a day off, maybe we'll maybe we'll drop something. Yeah, man. I don't, I'm, I'm down. down. I'm DTF. Ah, all right. That's all I got. Let's go to Baltimore for opening day, man. <clears throat> Yankees, Yankees O's. Might be down. Might be down. <laughs> all right, man. Rain check. Rain check. All right. All right. All right. Hey. All right. Peace. Peace. <laughs>